Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yeah, it was, you Secret know. behind the Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we, called the, we called the breakup two weeks before the breakup, too. Like, I was like, it's only a matter of time, though, that. For real? Shit. Yeah, well, it, because it's, well, for the same reason, you know, women love you for the same reason why they dump you. Yo, what's up, Square Pimp Brigade? On this episode, we have comedians Carlos Hernandez, and we're here to discuss choosing um, and, or not choosing to have a girlfriend. When you're ready for a relationship, why are women unhappier in relationships? Why we called him the Kardashian breakup, how we call the Kardashian breakup before that actually happened with, and how the signs are there all the time. That's um, right. Yeah. And plus, uh, also, we go over to Patreon to do a bonus episode. That's where we do all the bonus coverage over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Manschool202. Uh, after the regular show, if you want to go over to Patreon, we have listener mail and we answer all your questions. Uh, questions about uh, communication and maintaining your honesty. Uh, dating a girl when you have no job and also uh, dating a virgin. So all that stuff over there on Patreon.com slash Manschool202. Plus, uh, Dante and I also do uh, consultations. If you want to reach me for a consultation, you can email me at uh, advicefromharry at gmail.com and uh, we can talk about rates and set up a, uh, a consultation to help you with all your relationship problems, uh, sex advice, love, love advice, life advice, anything. And Dante, if they want to reach you for your consultations, where do they go? So you can hit me at DanteNero.com, click on consult. Um, you can get consultations there. Don't forget to follow us on the Patreon, Patreon patreon.com slash manschool202 um, and also check us out on YouTube and all the rest of the stuff um, I love y'all man we in let's check it out let's get into it I'm not an alpha male I'm not a beta male either I'm just a better man better man well, put your happiness first cause if you don't they won't yo yo what's up y'all GYBB get your balls back WWDD what would Dante do the sexual revolution is being podcasted and I am excited uh because we have a special show first and foremost i got my partner in crime harry what's popping you ready to rock and roll i'm absolutely ready man absolutely born ready born ready to, to rock and roll uh ass kickings i'm giving those out those are really? those are happening this yeah is, um, is, I'm, I'm running around uh i'm not being a fool i'm not doing that right no, i'm taking no. names and kicking ass and rocking and rolling that's what i'm doing right. right now fair enough fair enough fair you enough know? uh we got a special guest uh, this is a special show. Now, I know I've said that 500 times before, <laughs> but this time I mean it. Um, this dude uh, from from uh, out of Miami, uh, very funny comedian. Uh, he does uh, ABC, NBC, uh, does a, a little show, comedic show, um, only in Dade County, uh, only in Dade, but it's Dade County. Give it up for Carlos, y'all. Give it up for Carlos Hernandez, y'all. I all doing thank you guys for having me. I'm also rolling and rocking, but in the Hispanic way. So that's all. I got it. I got and, it. Um, bracketonic myself. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Thank, thanks for doing this, man. We've been trying to, get you, me, trying to get you for a couple of weeks now. And we finally was able to fit us in. So that's that's real dope. Thank um, you. What's going on with you? You good? 
I'm good, man. Chilling, vibing. I just set up this new podcast studio. I'm, I'm recording episodes every week, so just doing the grind, man. Just oh, so you knew, you knew in the podcast game. Get yeah, out. I've done podcasts. I know, <laughs> no, I've done podcasts before. I had another podcast called Doctor Bros with me and another bro. We used to do like we played characters that were doctors, but we would give like broy advice, like oh, dude, she like like shitty like improv type of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this is just more of like a, like more of me and just like following that. I do. I do shows every week, and I'm just trying to have comics and as, as big celebrities of Miami here as much. What is your uh, What is your 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 show? The new show going to be? It's just going to be like interviewing comics or what? Yeah, so it's like a little bit like a late night talk show. So like almost like like a spin on like Jimmy Fallon or like the Tonight Show or any of those shows with a little bit like we do like a game at the end of the show, and then I have like a, there's like a studio back here where we have like a band and stuff. Okay. So trying to do like a modern late night vibe and the dope, dope, dope. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because I like I get a I, I had a kid hit me up the other day wanting me to do his podcast. And he was like, you know, I think he's like two episodes in. And I was like, look, why don't you why don't you let me hit you up? Whenever I, I see that, it's well, you got about 50 <laughs> in because it, yeah. it's weird because everybody is always like they have a real idea of what the idea is. And I think the podcasting is a weird thing because what it does is it evolves as you do it so everybody like even with us we started out with one you know in one way and it has evolved and it continues to evolve and and uh and i think that's the great thing about podcasting is because you get to deal with your your audience directly and and the fact that and everybody also wants it to be oh i gotta figure this out i'm gonna put some in the tank and and i think even for us harry and you can speak on this that um you know, there's definitely a situation where we, um, I don't know how I could put it. Uh, we're in a situation where we have, uh, it has evolved. It always evolves. It changes yes. in just shifting, like how you approach it and uh, just technical stuff. Now we're doing a lot of it via Zoom. Almost all of it's via Zoom now. Yeah. But aside yeah. from that, just the direction of the show changes a little bit with personnel and also how you approach things because you change in life, too. So yeah. even some of the advice we gave on the earlier podcasts, we amended a little bit. You know, we changed and some of it, which is, you know, some people are afraid to do that because they think yeah. it's going to make you look phony or that right. you're a liar. But in reality is you grow and you change. Human beings change. They evolve, you know, and yeah. so your views on relationship have, have evolved. I mean, I've evolved as a person tremendously from those first episodes as far as, you know, sex and relationship, especially, sure. Sure. you know, so all that changes and then it changes but even how you the do process, the comedy. Even the process of the, of the podcast and all this, like we, you always have this idea of what your what your vision is. And then when you start doing it, doesn't, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work that way. And I and I think the fans, what's great about this is the fans get to watch it grow. Exactly. They get to watch it from, I mean, I remember episode one or two, Harry, uh, mm-hmm. echoey as a motherfucker. I mean. Yeah, we just had a conference room. Yeah, do- dogs barking outside, sirens going by. Uh, real natural. Yeah, yeah ambient <laughs> noise like a motherfucker and uh, you know, and you learn so much and you start learning the importance as to how important sound is. And and then for years, we didn't even we never even did. Uh, we video. didn't do video. How long? How long we've we been doing video now? Huh? Uh, consistently about two years now, almost two years. I think actually, long- 
Got we would record, but I ne- the problem is it was hard to upload them. We wouldn't upload it always. So we'd have a lot of video, but we wouldn't upload it. But the focus on it's consistently every week for two years. So since the yeah. pandemic started, we uploaded. I had time on my hands, so I started making sure we could upload videos every week. Right. Did you guys ever do it, do it like in studio as well? Like before well, I built a studio. I, had a, I have a studio that I actually built, but I'm getting ready to sell this house. So, nice. you know, we're doing it like you know, a la carte now. So it is. No, that's great. Yeah. That's the know, great thing about the pandemic. It taught us that we were able to do a little more. Yeah. And now you can travel. Cross those still, bridges. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's dude. So we, we, I mean, we would be waiting for you to come into New York to come into the studio. Exactly. Exactly. And, and to be honest, I mean, Harry still likes in the studio because yeah, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I definitely think that it's a, the energy is different, but I think we've also gotten to the point where we're so comfortable with it now it's negligible, you know, right. if it works, it works. Yeah. 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 So, man, it's, so it's dope. Welcome to the podcast. You yeah, know, man, thank you. You know, it's dope, dope, dope. How long you been doing comedy, bro? I've been doing comedy about five to six years. I started doing like improv and sketch comedy in 2017. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I took like improv classes in 2016 and then acting classes and stuff. And then I got, did improv, did the whole thing, taught improv, directed improv, and then I started it. I was like, I feel like I got to just do more of my own thing. And then in 20, like at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019 is when I first like started really. Going now, was there, is there a big scene? Because I had some dudes. Uh, you, do you know um, Kyle Grooms? I do, of course. Yeah. Okay, so so Kyle came up. Time. Kyle's, Kyle's been in the game a little longer than me, but Kyle was my dude because, you know, Kyle was here doing comedy, you know, um, and that was just, you know, he, but he's all like, a funny dude. But the. the oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a fucking monster. But the um, you know, it's also that there was a Miami kind of uh, how should I put it? There's a Miami scene, a young scene that yeah, was, that was kind of coming about now that uh, I didn't know, you know, that was happening a little bit at a time. And and I had some young dudes who were fans of the podcast was listening, listen. They actually was, you know, I get a lot of dudes who were uh super into Patrice and when Patrice and I used to right. do and they Patrice. and they yeah. were like yo and they flew me out to, to Miami to do a bunch of shows out there which was dope. oh nice what, what, what yeah. did you do was that uh, I forget it was a place I it's been a while but it was a place with a whole bunch of bird cages hanging from a the city from the bus of, oh my god man I, uh, I think it was Barter in Winwood. they closed yes. that place down yes Barter yes Barter bro yeah. oh my yeah. god yes. I, that's what's one of the first rooms I ever started to expand up yeah, because uh, so, they had a show there every Wednesday, and uh, so the young, awesome. young yeah, yeah. dudes—it's a little—it's young because it's kind of funny because the the, the scene is so young. It it's is, like, bro. You got a you got a, a bunch of young dudes who you know they you know I mean youthful youthful uh, cockiness, and you're like, dude, you got to fi- look calm calm down, bro. Cause oh no, no, it's awesome. It's you got to like once they go out, it's not like. The the stand up scene when I started like in 2018 like just stand up alone it was always just like the same like heavy hitters that were going up and then like you said a new little generation kind of like started coming up and then one of the one of the people that was that came up in the scene was Marcelo Hernandez who just got like casted on SNL like this week which is freaking insane. oh really yeah. yeah 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 so like he came up with us he came up uh, he was doing comedy for a little while he started when he was like 
16. So mm-hmm. the fact that we're like growing a little more and more and more every day, I, you know, you see me out in New York, I try to go out to LA, I try to like just expanding yeah. our, our, where we started yeah, yeah. from, which is just this tiny city of Miami where everybody just parties, gets BBLs and the Coke. So it's a little bit more than that at this point. Yeah. Trying. All right. It's time to do some business. Uh, we'll so be back. With Man we'll School be back with Man School 202. Yeah. Pay attention. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, we're back. So you travel a lot. How's the, how, you got a girlfriend or no? No, I don't have a girlfriend. I haven't had a girlfriend for about, man, it's the last time I had like a serious relationship. It was like, it was like four months and it was about last October. So almost mm-hmm. a year since I haven't had a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, that's not that far. Purpose, off, but... No, purposely so though. I, I don't Why is that? Because of comedy? Because of comedy, it's like I'm trying to like get more um, every year. I try to get more and more focused. And with all the shit that I have here, like through only and then and all that stuff, like uh, I, I walk around and people know me in, in the city. So like I, I, it's a lot of distractions that come my way, like whether it's partying or girls or whatever. And it's it's like there was a time there where I was like, OK, this is a lot. And I can't like I just have to kind of just focus. And if I have one girlfriend, I know it's going to get super messy and, you know. It's um, at the time, yeah. at least at the time. Eventually, I would, I would, you know, everybody wants to be. Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm definitely not judging it. But I, I think what happens, too, is I think that especially, how old are you? I'm turning 27 in uh, so December. You're ba- oh, you're yeah. a baby. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting because, you know, Harry and I would talk about this a lot. A lot of times guys would be like, yeah, you know, having a girl is so complicated. And I always say it's complicated if, if it is, it's complicated. And if it's not, it's not. Right. I, I think a lot of times if you um, if you're clear about what's important to you and what what you want to do and 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 what you're going to do. Right. I, I, you know, there's always somebody that will sign up for that. Now, whether they once they experience what that is like, you can talk, you can tell somebody, yo, this is what I do. Um. This is what right. I do. This is how it is. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally, I'm totally, I get you. You know, I'm pursuing my dream, too. And and a lot of times what I, I think that people, people, women especially, not, and I won't say even women, but women, men, otherwise, anybody who's a legitimate comic, your your wife or your husband is comedy. Right. And, and everything else is uh, is secondary. That's right. And, and uh I, I think when you explain that to somebody, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, you know, yeah, I understand. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, it's, have you ever had that situation where you was like, Oh, is that why it broke up or, or you know? Uh, well, my first relationship. So I've had, I've had three like wrong relationships in my life. And then that's after. And why do you um, say wrong, wrong, no, long, 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 oh, long, 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 long. Oh, okay. Three long. Well, two long ones and one that was short. What's, what's long for you? Three years. Okay. Uh, three, four years. Yeah. I had a girlfriend in high school. It was short lived. That one really didn't last. And then I had a girlfriend that I had a huge crush on while I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then in college, 
uh, I was like, dude, I was dedicated to get this girl, dedicated to get this girl. And then like, I started, we started dating and then we were together for, for quite a while. And then I started taking improv classes in 2016. She saw that I was like putting way more importance into that. And then she like wrote me a letter, like towards the end of the relationship. I was like, it's either me or like what you're doing right now. Cause you're like not giving me any time. Oh, and she gave you an ultimatum. It was either comedy up. or her. Yeah. Oh, at, like when I was like, what, 21, 22 years old giving up to ultimatums and i wonder i wonder who gives up the comedy how many times that's happened where someone's given up their music or comedy for real i, I really don't if, I, and if that is if the ones that do must really not love it because i don't think it's that like a passion is a passion of yeah you know what i'm saying but she gave me that and yeah dude that was uh, that was the one and then the one after that we both actually were improvisers and like I met her through the improv theater, the second girlfriend that I, the second long girlfriend that I had, and we were together for three, almost four years, and we were really happy together. But then during the pandemic, like things kind of got like I was trying to just like I was that's where I worked the most as far as like just on myself, on like my comedy and everything and what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I started like doing a bunch of shit. I started like doing things on TikTok, doing things on on Instagram, trying to like send out audition tapes, even though and I booked like three commercials during the pandemic and i did so much stuff and then she was like just like kind of just in bed like suffering through it even though she wanted to do kind of what i was doing too and then me that, that makes it that worse dynamic, exactly so yeah. like that dynamic kind of just like didn't know so let me ask you this why didn't she and maybe you don't know but why didn't she take a page out of your book and then you know start working on her own shit I don't know. I think it was more, and she's honestly hilarious. Like she's one of the only, like she's, she's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like I, I could see her, she's like a Kristen Wiig type when it comes to like improv and her faces mm-hmm. and everything. She's, she's hilarious. We're still friends to this day, but she just kind of just lost like during the pandemic. She's always been a default, like hermit crab in the sense that she just kind of like likes to just chill in bed, watch Netflix, don't really do anything. Like I would do stand up when I was starting stand up with her and then, she didn't do it. She didn't. She chose not to take it on. And I would just be like, all right, I'm going to go to stand up. But she'll be like, all right, I'm going to just stay home and watch my way. And now, then, what was that? A, that was a conversation that you guys had, like, we're both going to do stand up. She didn't want to do stand up. She just wanted to stay oh. with improv alone, just do improv on its own. And then when I started expanding that and I was like, I want to also do acting and I got an agent and all this stuff. And I would tell her, like, hey, you should try to talk to them and try to send an audition tape. She would always just be like, ah, like lazy about it. And she was like, it's so much work. It's so much this. And I just kind of kept the ball rolling and then she kind of, it's not like she got like um, not into what I was doing, but I was getting not into what she was doing because it was like, I've actually been in a relationship similar to that where the other person was a performer and, uh, and had a lot of talent and would do well when she uh, would go out and do it, but just didn't have that drive most of the time for some reason was dealing with depression or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, there's exactly. some there's some issue, whatever she's dealing with, I guess it was more important or, or more intense than the love for the game or whatever. But I've been in that situation exactly. where you're like, what are you waiting around for? And they don't, you know, sometimes they wait for you to do stuff. And it's like that. You can't just wait for me. You have to be your own individual. Crazy. The other thing I thought was interesting because you're the second guy. And I think the other guy, uh, ironically, was Marcelo who I, I, I don't know him that well, but I ran into him in the green room once at the stand. And uh, yeah. I think he too, he didn't want to be in a relationship because he was focused on the comedy thing, which is good to be focused. But the one thing I worry about for dudes like that is that when you, a lot of people think, all right, my comedy will be ready and then I'll get into a relationship. And then you have zero relationship experience. 
That's and I true. think yeah. that's a thing that people don't think about. It's good to be idealistic and it's good to be like focused on your career, but a relationship also takes work and experience. And I think we forget that. I think we think of it as I'll just find the right person and you don't have these little things. So what ends up happening is at 35, when you're ready to settle down, you don't have that level of experience of dealing with a partner, uh, having someone in your house, dealing, having to balance somebody else's emotions. And that can be uh, tricky. Yeah, that is true. That is a very good point. I, it's not that I've been close to it. Like I've tried, I've attempted like have, like a relationship after all that happened. Like I, last year I had like a girlfriend that was a, a singer and she was like on the voice and she was like, all oh, like great. And she worked all the time, just like me. And then like, it kind of just fizzled out and it wasn't because of, the, of a career thing. It was more of like, a, we both knew we were going too fast and then we slowed down and then we kind of just let it go. And then I found out that she was married for 10 years and she, and I had no idea. And it, that was, was she like, with the guy or she was, no, 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 no. She, was just a, she was like in the middle of a divorce. And then she was like, uh, she, tell me that she, was, she was, she was 29, but she got married when she was 20 and it was like wow. a whole thing. And then it was like, that was a whole like bunch of crap. And I was like, fuck bro. Like when I tried to, and I literally fell in love with her, like, super hard super deep and i was like this person works as hard as me and they really want to do this they're going for it and then just you know a lot of other personal shit got in the way and i was just like fuck this like i'm not gonna like i tried i did and then other things i've tried i've tried other times and it's always like something weird happens like this girl like straight up after we had sex like the first time she hit me up the morning after and she was like oh i just got an std test and i'm clean and i also got a pregnancy test and it turns out i'm not pregnant but would it be weird if I was happy that I was? And I was like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of info to drop at once. <laughs> I know. And it was like the third time like we like had like hung out. And it happens that that girl was my high school crush. And I like reconnected okay. with her. Not the same girl, not the girlfriend that uh-huh. I met. Like another girl that I was like into and like infatuated. The other girl was right. like, I can get this girl. But this other girl was like, I would like a dream girl that everybody was into. And then mm. she came to a comedy show randomly. And then the, we hung out, we had like two dates. And after we like hooked up, like she hit me up and I was like, okay, after that one, that's it. I can't fucking, yeah. if I do it, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like fucking abstinent either, but like, you know, like. Well, I, I think, know. I think what happens is I, I think if you really want to find somebody that you match with, you gotta, there's no way around it. You gotta kiss, you gotta kiss a lot of frogs to get the princess. And, uh, and I think that what helps that is, is, you know, there's a level of honesty that you have to have when you go in that where, uh, you know, because it's one thing if you're misleading somebody about what you are and who you are, uh, if you're misleading them and then they go, hey, you said this, but it's not that, it's this. But when they go, oh, you, yeah, you, they go, well, I don't like this and you spend too much right. time and you're, then you go, yeah, yeah, I told you that. I told you that. And I totally and you know get, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I totally get that maybe you had no idea to what extent it was. And I and I also get that you you get to change your mind. You know, you you're allowed to change your mind and go, yeah, yeah. I thought I was good with this, and I'm not. And that that's one of the things that I get a lot of times. I'll counsel dudes, and they'll you know they'll be like, yo, I'm in this relationship with this girl, and you know I just don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And then they feel because they change or became because what they want changes or whatever you know a guy like I, I've never heard anybody say she's a woman of her word so it's just <laughs> you know it's an interesting thing that the, the expectation's not there for whatever reason it's not a requirement that people look for it's about in women it's 
like, you know, you, you expect her fickleness, you expect her emotionality, which is weird when you're talking about, you know, this 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 constant discussion about equality. But I mean, it's it's a really different thing when you when you're talking about how, you know, we we are different. And anybody tells you that they're not different. I mean, there's this kind of whitewash or of of this broad stroking of like, oh, it's just everybody just defined when there are definitely specific things about women that, that and you can make these kind of uh, generalities. Um, I think you can't make them about everybody because there's always exceptions to the rule. But just like there's exceptions to the rule, the, the exceptions are not the rule. So it's like, you know, it's weird because, I mean, Harry was pushing and there was Harry. Harry wanted certain things, but he was doing improv, too. And he was, you know, doing a lot to, to, to I remember him doing a lot to lift her up, you know, like he was busting his hump to to kind of keep her in the game, you know, because it's yeah. I mean, as a man, yeah. you want to. Glad, Harry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, you, no, but. it's just yeah. You're trying to. You're trying to. You as a. I don't. For me, from my perspective, I care about the other person I'm with, right? And so, their happiness is connected to my happiness. So if there's something wrong with them, I'm trying to do my best for them to be better. Yeah. But at some point, you you reach a point where you go, they don't want to help themselves. That's right. You know, and you have to tap out, and you got to go. It's not all my responsibility to help this person. But the thing is, you get lost in the creativity part. Or the work part. It's not my job to keep you and up then the, in work. The crazy thing about that yeah. is that she tapped out. Like the, the yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I was like Harry was really working to wow. to lift her up. She didn't want to lift up. She want whatever bullshit, whatever shit she was doing on the side or whatever, you know, yeah. sketches or whatever, whenever she felt like it or whatever. And then she was the one that tapped out on him when he was so busy trying to trying to lift up. And mm. and one of the things that I realized that, you know, as a man, you know, if you have a significant other, you know, you're lifting her up or you're making her better is part of your the definition of manhood. Right. So we're in it, you know, so it's like, you know, you know, this is why I say to guys all the time as a man, you have to put your happiness first. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, we get this happy life, happy wife. But the reality is, is if she's happy, uh, you're not happy. Right. And soon enough, she ain't going to be happy, too, because whatever made her happy in that moment is not going to continue to make her happy. That That's will right. change with the emotion. But as a man, if you have a significant other encompassed in your own happiness is you making her happy. Like as a man, if you have a girlfriend or a, a child or a son or da- whatever, daughter, whatever, or, or just, you know, just a significant other, if your girlfriend is sitting there and she's, you know, pouting and upset and unhappy, then as a man, you genuinely feel like you're a failure. That's you right. know, you feel like you're failing. Well, you that's can't. How I felt, and, that's how I felt with that girlfriend. Yeah. Too. Like I would it's, try to be like, let's do this, let's do that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I couldn't get it as well. It's yeah. weird because you feel like you can't move forward if they're yeah. unhappy, you know. Yeah, but what, what Dante, what would you say to people who would, uh, I guess, be devil's advocate or say the other side that it's unfair to put that on a woman solely, that men do that, too? And what do you How mean that? You, that to say that uh, her happiness changes or that it's yeah, that their happiness changes. So it doesn't matter. Um, I think what, what happens, makes them happy doesn't matter. I think this ha- I, I happens. I mean, we, we, you know, statistically, we know that 80 percent of all 
80% of all divorces, women file. So it's, that's just not true. Like we'll be miserable. We made the decision, right? And we'll stick with it because you gotta be a man of your word. And so if we're talking about the 20% of men that do file for divorce, still a very small percentage. So when we, when you try to act like it's all fair, it's just not, it's not fair. 20, 80% of women file for divorce. Men will stay, they will stay and be miserable because this is the decision that I made and I made my bed. I mean, because we're taught that. In fact, if you're a man and you, you made your bed and don't want to sleep in it, as men, we look down on you. Right. I do. What the fuck are you doing? You know? So um, if you're a guy who, who is not taking responsibility for his kids or not taking responsibility for his life or his wife's life, he's not bettering in himself, then we, you know, that guy is considered a dirtbag. Right. I mean, and there's no question in that. That's not like, that's not like something we go, well, we don't, we agree with that. You know, one of the things that I say, if, um, if we really, you know, you hear guys talk about, oh, this guy, you know, um, Jeff Bezos got divorced. His wife Bezos, yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods got, you know, this $50 billion, whatever the fuck it was. But the reality is when the other thing happens, as men, we don't tout that guy. So like one of the guys that I always say, um, you know, if you if you consider winning the game, uh, Kevin Federline, Britney Spears' dude, he won the game. Took the kids. He had her playing alimony. He had yeah. he didn't really have. But nobody's walking around with Kevin Federline T-shirts talking about he's my hero. So right. it's you got Chris Rock talking about you know, $50 million. I got to give you $50 million because of you, you or Dr. Dre or whatever. But to the same token, when you, when we see somebody, a living example of somebody who supposedly got the best of the game, we, as men, we look at them as, as pieces of shit. Like we, we don't have any respect for them. And it's, there's a, there's a framing, there's a direct framing of how we perceive manhood and how, you know, how we perceive manhood and how it is overall. And because we perceive manhood in the way that we do, we don't allow, like, you can't be a dirtbag. And we go, oh, that's, I want to be like that dude. You know what I mean? It just, right. it, it just doesn't. I mean, even when you got a guy and he's got multiple, multiple women, if you, if a guy's got multiple women and the women that he's with are unhappy, other than the fact that they're sharing him, we don't even think that's cool. You know, it's like what's cool is the fact that you're a guy and you have multiple women. They all know about it and they're happy and they feel that you're so dope that they're willing to share you. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's when we go, oh, that, that guy is dope. Yeah, so dope. it's a it's a weird kind of I think the standards in the standards, the way in terms of we look at it, we just look at it differently. I mean, what women perceive as as a win for them is a, I, I think it's just a very kind of emotional thing. And I think that men express that emotion in other ways, just not when it comes to, to that. You know, it's, it's, it's you being a righteous dude who provides and, and, and lifts up his family and feeds his family and whatever and makes his wife happy. That is, there's no deviation from that. If you're not doing that, if you I don't care how bad your chick is, I don't care what, you know, how big the house is, 
if she's sitting up with a pouty mouth, right, and she's unhappy, and t- then we don't look at that dude as anything. And what's interesting right. is that I think changing our mind, we get to change change our mind also because the minute a woman decides that she doesn't like you or she's not into it no more, she will dump you with extreme prejudice. Yeah. It will with with no concern for how you're going to feel about it when you get dumped, how you're going to get back to your real self again. It's like, I don't like this. This doesn't feel good. And I'm out. Whereas a guy will be like, ah, you know, I, I, yeah, I can't tell you how many guys, because I do consultations and I can't tell you how many guys tell me, yeah, you know, I broke up with a girl, but I usually just wait till they break up with me. Like I hang out and I hang out and I wait till they, or they might do, it might even sabotage it and do less mm. and less enthusiastic. Take and, a dive, take a dive yeah. and stop being active in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. I kind of did that with like that other that relationship with like my, the, the information that I was selling. Kind of yeah. started doing that. And then I realized like, I can't do this. Like I yeah. have to either rip the bandaid or it's just going to keep on. And I think what happens also is that women respect you more. For do it, they may not like you more, but they will still have an attraction to you. Whereas right. if you, because eventually what she's going to do is she will be more disrespectful, less sexual, more aggravated. And yeah. then when you put up with it, the more you stay in a situation where you're obviously unhappy, she looks at you yeah. with a level of disrespect because. Look, you don't even give a fuck about your happiness. So if you I'm clearly making you miserable and I'm not thinking that she she says that from on from a conscious level. But what I'm saying is clearly you're not happy. I'm and you're putting up with this. I mean, I've even seen situations where got women have gotten back with a guy. Right. Just to destroy him so that she could go and leave him or be disrespectful enough that he puts up with it. And then once he has put up with it enough, then she'll leave him. So I, one of the things that I say is that a woman only dates you when she thinks you're better than her. Now, better Damn. is a relative term. Like, so people get upset with, you know, especially women like, well, what does that mean better? And I go, I don't know what it's, it's whatever you think is better. So, but let's be honest. No woman is not, she's not dating her equal. She's not dating her She's not dating her equal and she's not dating somebody beneath her. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean money? Not necessarily. Does it mean that he's interesting? Does it mean that he, whatever that person, that woman values as important and the way she values, it's about supply and demand. So the way she values something is because she doesn't have it. So I always just tell her, I remember I was like, it's like 1920 and I was dating this older chick. She was like 34. She was a detective. She had a condo. She had a BMW. She had a, you know, like she was traveling, whatever. She, you know, she, you know, she was like the sexy detective lady that wears the badge on her, on her belt buckle with the fitted shirt and the yeah, fat right ass. Right out of like law and order. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, with the ankle boots, right? The, That's <laughs> and uh, but I, at the time, I like I was a male stripper who was sleeping in my mom's basement on a futon. But mm. the thing was that I never gave a fuck. Like 
Like, I always felt like I was, it's all going to work out. Like, everything's going to be fine. I'll figure it out. Whereas for her, she had done all the things and she had stocks and bonds and she had the condo and she had all the things. 401k, all that but stuff. 401k, but she was worried about it falling apart every day. Wow. And what she thought was better about me was the way that I would approach life and just, yo, it's, it's going to be fine. You know, and she was like, well, but what about this? And what about like, Rich, you, you're making dough. You like everything is I'm the one that's sleeping on a futon in my in my mom's basement, you know, trying to figure it the fuck out. I didn't finish school. I dropped out of school. And, and I was like, yo, I'm going to I'll find a way to, you know, you know, I was even I had dudes was like, yo, you want to you could fight this dude in a basement somewhere for two or three grand. I was like, all right, fuck it out. You know, I mean, insane shit. And there was no security at all, but it wasn't the fact that I had security that made her feel secure. What made her feel secure is that even in the in the light of me having no security, I felt I'm like, yo, I'm 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 dope. I'll figure it out. It and was so, the confidence you what you had that she didn't have was the confidence uh, yeah. that it would all work out. The, yeah. the not worrying. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's an interesting thing, but better is always a relative term. You know, that's always a relative term because people get cut up because what do you mean better? What do you mean? I go, I don't know what I don't mean anything better. You mean better, because if you think about it, what girl goes, I'm better than this dude, but I'm I'm a date him. How long is that before she looks at you and goes, fuck this? I can do better now, whether or not she can do better is a question, you know, based on age and the sexual marketplace. But. The thought is I can do better. I mean, the terminology I'll do bad all by myself is, is, you know, that's a popular thing. So it's, it's a weird thing how confidence, confidence and, and confidence in yourself that it's all going to be all right is, is an aphrodisiac. So when you say, hey, listen, I'm not happy in this situation. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Now, it may hurt her. She may be hurt by it because of the fact that you're rejecting her. But it is that rejection itself that builds the attraction, because now the attraction is that you're unattainable. Right. And and because you're unattainable, the subtext of that is that I am I'm more valuable than you. And she and if she has any level of insecurity, she's going, wow, he's unattainable because he's better than me. And so the, the pursuant of that is is in, just to pursue something that you can't have. You know, it's supply and demand. I mean, it's, it's interesting how it even it even acts that way in the regular marketplace. I mean, we yep. we pay more for things that are less available to us, you know. So it's a it's an odd supply it, it's and demand. Yeah. yeah, it's an odd dynamic. OK, we need to take a break here. So uh, just hang on and we'll be Man. right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. When are you coming to the city? I'm supposed to be there uh, first or second week of October. 
So, okay. All right. Yeah, in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Dope, man. I'm going to definitely see when you get out there, uh, when you get out down here, um, the um, – I'm supposed. I, I would suppose that you're gonna do some uh, some uh, Kim shows as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ideally, I'll, I'll do that. Um, either New York Comedy Club or the St. Thomas Club as well. The the dope, dope. at the V spot. That's why I've seen you all, uh, a few times that I've been. Oh yeah, yeah. Over there. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You're cool. Over there. I know. Oh, that, thanks, right? man. I have yeah. fun, man. I've been I've been just trying to stay interested. I've been trying to stay interested in what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, of course. That's, that's and, half the battle of doing this stuff. So I mean, you get to the point where you there's a certain level of proficiency and then you know you can go on stage and do well. And then you're like, well, why am I doing like why am why do I keep why do I keep going up crushing with the same material that I know crushes? So it it forces you to be artistically to artistically push a little more. And I think there's a there's an you know you talk about women and there's an attractiveness in that to women like you know that you're willing to you know walk that tightrope right you know where other people other other comics and other people are not you know right. if, if you're sitting in the audience you know um they know that you you know they they can tell you're on the high wire you know right they can tell you're on the highway and there's something it's 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 really it's really kind of weird because we are so visual as men we're so visual so look yeah you you could you could walk the tight tightrope all you want but if you Whoopi Goldberg and you walk in I don't I don't give a fuck like it's not <laughs> you know what I mean so but I mean yeah. a dope chick a, a a a smoking chick who is dope who I also is walking the tightrope. I'm I'm all about that. But it's man, uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting, and then uh, that's what keeps me going. So you know, I'm always trying to keep myself interested. Uh, looking at the clock, we got to take a quick safety break. Y'all keep listening. We're gonna give you some nice little commercials and stuff you can buy and purchase and spend your money to keep us on the air. Um, at Man School 202. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for hanging in there. We are back with Man School 202. Plug yeah, your uh, your podcast and stuff. Yeah, um, man. Uh, I'm having, like I said, it's a podcast. It's like a late night type of vibe, but it's also, it's it's based, it's a regular podcast based on interviews I host. I also do, like, it's like an intro segment where I'm on my own and then I bring in a, a guest. We have some fun. It's called Carlos Live. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music starting next week. We just recorded the first three episodes and we're going to just mm-hmm. drop them weekly. So, yeah, and whatever and follow me on instagram at c-a-r-a-c-a-h-r-l-o-s carlos with an h in the middle follow mm-hmm. me on that on tiktok and on twitter i'm on the same thing and uh yeah man thank you guys for having me I'm, i feel like yeah, I, I um, and if you need any if you need any you know any advice on equipment or podcast equipment harry oh, and i, I both that. here you know you can yeah you know I, I i'll i'll hit you with the number or you can get it from kim or whatever and you know yeah please do I mean, we got a lot of years of doing this to to kind of figure it out. Harry, talk to me, baby. 
Hey, if anybody needs relationship consultations, you could hit me up via email uh, advice from Harry at Gmail dot com. And we can set up. I'll give you the rates and we can set up uh, uh, conf- uh, consultation about sex uh, advice, relationship advice, life advice, anything you need help with. Uh, I'm there for you. Uh, you know, um, you know, when I say Google me, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all on a video they posted of Pete Davidson recently. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a film, Yeah, it was the you secret know, behind the Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, it's like we we called the we called the breakup two weeks before the breakup too. Like I was like, it's only a matter of time though. That for real? Shit. Yeah, well, it, because it's, well, for the same reason, you know, women love you for the same reason why they dump you. So. So Pete's uh, honesty and his genuineness, which he's a very honest and genuine dude, um, is what got him in. I mean, like, imagine you're a chick and you're dealing with Kanye and he's like, I'm a, I'm a voice of a generation. And then Pete Davidson comes up and says, hey, you know, you want to go for some ice cream? Like, right. really <laughs> simple, right? It's right. simple. It's honest. It's straightforward. It's innocent. And she goes, wow, what a what a breath of fresh air not having to listen to this fucking asshole. Right. (laughs) Talk about how he is. But she's also as much. I mean, whatever you want to say about her as a as a, you know, a hoe or whatever, a man eater or whatever. She she loves them kids. And so the kids were important to her. And. And a woman wants to know that if she if the kids are important as a man, that you understand her maternal energy and that you are willing to stand by for that. So when she was thinking about her kids and stuff, all he really needed to do was say, listen, hey, if you need some time, you know, like whatever, or if you need help from me, I'm totally down with it. But such and such. And what he did was he proposed to her which shows a level of insecurity because he was trying to hold on to her, you know? So the proposal, even if the popo- if the proposal was there when they were laying in bed being goofy and, and looking at Kanye's tweets, that would have been fine. But it was the timing of the fact that she was like, I, she's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my family's important. He was like, let's get married. And, and that is, that screams insecure. And... You know, she's a man eater. I mean, she's ran through motherfuckers better, you know, some beasts. She's ran through motherfuckers. So, I mean, she's, you know, she literally cut the dick off of uh, the voice of a generation. So soon as he, uh, (laughs) soon as he did that, I was like, yeah, it's it's done. I didn't even realize that he proposed. That's crazy. When he branded himself. Yeah. I was like, that's done. That's done. Who who does? Like, you're, you're bugging. You like me too much. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. You can never show that you like someone too much. It's like that. You can't. I mean, you can. You can as long as you're saying, I like you a lot. And I like you a lot, but not Not as much as I like me. That's right. And that's like, I like you, but I will. I don't. I like you. And I also don't give a fuck about you if you're not on my program. And I think that's important. Um, But you can check out. Google me. Check out my consultations. DanteNero.com. Click on consult. You can get me, talk to me. I'll help you out with whatever you need to do. I've been doing this shit for a long time. Nothing that I haven't heard. Um, also, um, GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted. Don't forget to sign up for the Patreon. Our Patreon is www.com. 
patreon.com slash manschool202. I hear this all the time. I get messages all the time. Dude saying, yo, you changed my life. Yo, help. If you if you think we changed your life, you like what we're doing, man, support us, man, so we keep doing it. And that's um, where we I'm, do all the bonus content. So we're going to, after this show, when you're done, you can go over to Patreon every week. We do a bonus episode, and we're going to answer some listener mail. Mm. That's where we do the bonus coverage, patreon.com slash manschool202. Yo, love y'all. We out. <laughs>